following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom DeFree Show, Hour 2. Got Philip Sexton with me here today. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, not too bad. It's, it's uh, not raining. Yeah. Did all last night, though. It looks like it's going to, though. Uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to most of the weekend, didn't it? Yeah, I think what I heard is it's supposed to rain some this morning and then clear up in the afternoon, but okay. I don't know. Uh, as always, in this second hour of the show, we talk about um, things pertaining to retirement investing, and uh, that's what we do at Dupree Financial Group, which is a registered investment advisory firm in downtown Lexington. We specialize in retirement investing, and we specialize in things that produce uh, dividends for our retirement investors and so we go over different articles uh that will um sort of make that more clear and uh elucidate that a little bit and one of these articles that philip has gotten out of the wall street journal is called how to thrive in early retirement the rare Americans who happily quit working before 50 rely on a mix of frugal living, smart financial planning, and the occasional relocation. So this is somebody retiring really early, a lot earlier than most people. Very, very early. And uh, this article is actually quite concerning to me the, the first time I read through it. Really? Yes. Uh, you know, it, it starts talking about you know, all these, these people in here that retired in their, you know, early to mid fifties and, you know, this first example, you know, uh, Mr. Tom's, uh, he's 56 years old. He spent several months a year at rough at a roughly, uh, 5,400 square foot stone glass and still contemporary home he built with his brother in Peninsula Papagayo costa rica and the house sits on 1400 acres yeah but it's a master plan he doesn't own the whole 1400 acres it's a planned development looks like yeah but i mean even even though 
he doesn't own the whole 1,400 acres. He does own the 5,400 square foot house, yeah. which is, you know, that, that you, you've got – You've got all these people in here buying, so you've got that example. Um, says he lives the rest of the year in Rock Island, Illinois, lost 50 pounds, became an avid runner, hiker, and bicyclist, and got deeply into nonprofit work. Yeah. So then here's another guy. He was an investment banker. Uh, Mr. Dogan bought a family home in San Francisco for one and a quarter million and a condo near Lake Tahoe for 718000 which he both uses and then rents out when he's not in there. So, the basis of this this whole article, and it, it sits here and it has these steps at the very end. Um, so, it, it goes on and says, A growing number of financial independence gurus and blogs, including uh, Mr. Money Mustache, Mr. Dogan's Financial Samurai, and Dr. Darlene's blog, uh, Physician on Fire, promote the idea that anyone can retire if they have a small enough budget and a big enough nest egg. Though the advice varies in the details, these are the broad strokes that the uh, fire for that fire the fire movement. Step one: reduce living expenses to a bare minimum. Well, you know a lot of these people didn't really reduce living expenses to a bare minimum, right? But okay, I get that. I get that step. You know, you, if you can reduce living expenses to the bare minimum, the legitimate bare minimum, then your needs, you know, are, hopefully can be met. You know, you save all the income not required for basic living. That's step two. Step three, invest in a portfolio that will grow at a yearly average of at least 7%. How can you tell that? I mean, how, how do you know? That's just kind of arbitrary, first of all, because 7% of what? Of how big is the portfolio? And then how do you know? You can't be sure it'll anything will grow at seven percent a year that 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 was the that was the major major concerning step for me is that you are you're relying on that arbitrary number right there that's seven percent and it's gotta happen um you know that for the plan to work step three's gotta happen and that that is a major problem to me in that what happens if you if you hit, uh, well, I mean, what happens if you try this, you know, and you go year one right into the teeth of a recession? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. That's seven percent. Then, from the years after that, let's say it's like in '08. Let's say you hit a '08 scenario. You know, market. You know, your your portfolio is down. Let's just random number, thirty five percent or something like that. Well, now that's seven percent over the next decade has to equal maybe closer to 10% for you to even think about right. climbing out of that hole. Oh, yeah. You, you, you get what I'm saying there, mm -hmm. right? Um, you, know, that, you, you, use the, you use the phrase, and I've heard it a few times, is, you know, calling a spade a spade. <laughs> you know, that, that's something that... It's not new to me. <laughs> No, I'm saying is it, I've heard it. I've heard it a few times over the past couple of weeks, um, but you know that's something that if if you're looking, you know, we're gonna call a spade a spade, right? And you know, we're gonna sit there and tell you, hey, you need to you need to keep working. And I'm I'm you know a lot of these people, if they if they had a came and met with us, we probably would have looked at them and said, 
one of two things needs to happen here. You need to quit working or, uh, I mean, you need to keep working or you need to quit living the lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, step four, however, I do like step four. Step four is once savings is equal to at least 25 times annual expenses, retirement is an option. Right. Kind of got cut off at the end there. I don't know where that went. But that is that means that at 25%, that's a fourth of your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Not a four, uh, 4% of your portfolio annually. Right. That is a number that, if invested properly, you can produce an income stream with. Right. You know, you can produce a 4% income stream. Let's just say it's a million dollars and then the number is 40000 a year, which is a 25th of a million. Mm-hmm. Can, can the million produce... 40,000 a year in income. We think it can. And if it can do that, then you're not diminishing your portfolio to live on $40,000 a year. Yes. So if it's invested properly and you can live off at $40,000, now you've taken step three out of the equation. Right. Now that that 7% isn't necessarily required. Uh, now it's a uh, you'd like it to happen, right? But if you run into that scenario that I explained, you know, where boom, you you hit a a rough rough market, but you've picked the right stuff, mm-hmm. and it's still paying the same income, right? <laughs> you can you can afford to take it on the chin a little bit. That's and, right, and, and get back up and keep moving. But you know that 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 whole. The whole article I read, I, I kind of cringe because, you know, they 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 were talking about you know all these people retiring early, and and you know how to go about it, and then you know I cringed all the way up until that very last step, and I was I was thinking to myself, well, if done properly, then yes, you can you can make that work, right? You know, but also, uh, and you've talked about this several times. Why would you want to retire at fifty years old? You, you, I think there should be a step five in there. You've got to have a retirement game plan. Yes, we. I mean, you know. people team tend to be more actively employed when they're doing something that produces a profit. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, because. You couldn't even fish and golf and hunt enough to keep your. Well, it's going to be more expensive than you think it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, I think eventually you would get bored of something like that. I think you would too. I the and I still I'm, I've probably said this a hundred times to you, but I it still reverberates in my brain every time I think about it. So when I was working out at Toyota uh, at their gym, I talked to a guy. And, we were sitting there, and I said, how long have you been with Toyota? And he said something like 25 years or something. And I said, well, you're getting pretty close to retirement then, aren't you? He's like, I ain't retiring. just makes you die quicker. <laughs> That's what he said. And and the, You haven't told me that a hundred times. You probably told me that around five or ten. But. Yeah, but and, and it's still, it just rattles around in the back of my head because 
there is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a game plan in retirement, your brain gets – it's like a muscle. It atrophies. Yep. Your hands, they, they atrophy. That's right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Reality. Things are happening. Killed in Turkey. World leaders on edge. Mob rule. There's no place for it. Caravan. 4,000 people. The midterm elections. It is a blood sport. We don't want to blow this. Things are happening. You know what's about to happen. On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, Give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Hurricane Michael will cost insurers billions, but won't overwhelm the industry, analysts say. Analysts are estimating that Hurricane Michael has caused billions of dollars of damage and will create a substantial loss for insurers. But the industry is expected to cope, once again avoiding the kind of meltdown that Florida saw in the 1990s after Hurricane Andrew. So what are, you know, we, we are investors in the insurance area. What are our, what are people familiar with the industry saying about this right now? So total financial losses in the, the whole industry wide, I've seen, um, I've seen quotes ranging from about four billion up to ten billion. Really? Yes. Um, now that's spread out over however many insurers there are insuring those homes and and lives in the, in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it it could very well be, you know, depending on on which company you invest in, it, it you may not see hardly any any non normalized losses at all. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, it's it's definitely you know you never want to profit off of people's misfortunes. Um, and there was actually another article that uh, the uh, Florida regulator for insurance said mm-hmm. that there will be no um, 
no increases for up to I think it was like three to six months from here uh, to let everything adjust. Yeah, no insurance increases, but at the same time, you know, when you look at the insurance sector over the past, really over the past decade, I would say since Hurricane Katrina, uh, you you've had this this slow down in volumes and and pressure on where uh your inch your premium rates were mm-hmm. uh just because there hadn't been any catastrophes any natural catastrophes to to really speak of and it was kind of you know you, you hear the oh invest your money in ge it never goes down invest your money in walmart it never goes down mm-hmm. you know from the old the old times well that's kind of what happened with a lot of these private equity companies, things of that nature. Oh, you know, start an insurance company. You never lose money. Right. Well, they found out the hard way. Yeah. You, you, and especially with last year, last year was a huge hurricane year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year, I think this was such a big hurricane because of where it actually hit. Yep. Uh, worse than Florence. Uh, Maybe not in terms of of losses, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, in the in the fact that it actually went up pretty to a part of Florida that doesn't get hit a whole whole lot, right? You know, in terms of hurricanes, but <clears throat> it also reminds. So it does a few things. You know, when you get two or three years of of natural disaster normalization, you never want to see it happen, but it reminds the industry why they do what they do. Yeah. It gets all the, it gets all that crap out of there that, Oh, you know, we, we got, you know, we got hundred, a hundred million dollars. Let's go start a little insurance company. Yeah. Well, you, know, you, you didn't really look at your risks. You didn't really price everything correctly. Now you're, now you're, you had to be, aggressive on your pricing because you're the new kid on the block if you're starting an insurance company exactly and so it gets that out of there it uh reminds people why they have insurance with a company that they can trust yeah uh you know and then it reminds the insurers why they have insurance uh because you know there's there's reinsurance companies out there very large reinsurance companies we we invest in that industry too um you know that that right. It's basically insurance for insurance companies, right? And uh, yeah, they they had the same pressures. Oh, there hasn't been a catastrophe in five years. Why are we paying these guys? Yep. Boom. This is why you're paying them. Same reason. Yeah. And so now you're starting to, and and that's actually what you've seen a pickup off of uh, from last year is that you've seen that industry, you've seen that insurance. Basically, the reinsurance business is risk management. Exactly. You know, you you write you write policies up to, you know, let's say you write a billion dollars worth of policies in a certain area. Well, they're all within a mile radius of each other. Yeah. You don't. You get a nat, You get a nasty windstorm go through there. You could be in trouble. You're not diversified geographically. Exactly. So you've got to sell some of that off. Um, and, and that's where reinsurance steps in. And, you know, it's what I was saying. You get this, you, you've seen, you know, high single digit, low double digit across the industry 
premium growth. Um, some of that being from pricing, some of that being from volume, right? Uh, which is that's that's normalization at work, um, you know. And it actually to us in the short run, yeah, it, it's kind of kind of scary knowing that you're, the company you're investing in could be paying out a ten million dollar loss on a hurricane or something like that, right? But you also know in the long run, hey, this. This reminds the this reminds the world why they use this company, and That's right. it sets you up for future growth. That's a little bit how we invest. Also, we like to be uh, <clears throat> diversified across industries and geographies, if you will. Yeah, you know, that's a good that's a good uh, that's that's a good analogy because you never want to have all your money tied up in something. You know, let's say, oh, you own. You own 12 insurance companies and make up 20% of your portfolio since we're talking right. about insurance. And all those insurance companies insure homes in the state of Florida. That's right. Well, now you've really tied yourself to a hurricane rolling through Florida. Yeah, of course you have. You know, so that that's that's exactly right. You, you want to take your money and you want to spread it out into options to where, you know, if if something happens, if, if a windstorm rolls through Montana – Mm-hmm. And well, you can, you can roll handle it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good. Uh, yeah, that's analogy. that's the way we invest. We want to have our uh, risks diversified among different uh, different uh, industries, different companies, different geographies, if you will. Exactly. You want your cash flows coming from different areas, right? little history lesson you know it's you 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 cut off the uh supply in a war the supply ships that's right you've won stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show with philip sexton talking about retirement investing it's news radio 630 wlap you don't have to do extensive research to find the best car to buy when you have renowned automotive analysts giving you proven answers. The Swedish luxury automaker Volvo Cars has announced its 18XC60 SUV was named 2018 World Car of the Year. Again, Volvo XC60 is 2018 World Car of the Year. Or take home the 18XC90, named Consumer Guide Best Buy three years in a row. No brainer. The best SUVs are waiting for you at Quantrell Volvo. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text TREND to 79645. That's T-R-E-N-D to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text TREND to 79645. That's T-R-E-N-D to 79645. 
President Trump says he accepts the explanation offered by Saudi Arabia that Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi was killed during a fight that broke out inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. But for some U.S. lawmakers and the Turkish government, the Saudi claims raise more questions than answers. ABC's Ian Panel is in Istanbul. The explanation that's been given by the Saudis, apart from lots of eyebrows being raised about the idea that a 59-year-old man got into some kind of brawl, uh, no explanation so far. Why did it take 18 days to come up with this answer? Where is his body? And who ordered the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? Happening now in London, protesters are in the streets calling for a second vote on Britain's exit from the European Union. Prime Minister Theresa May rejecting calls for another people's vote. And check your tickets. No one drew all six winning numbers in last night's Mega Millions. The jackpot rolling over again and expected to reach a record-breaking $1.6 billion by Tuesday, the next chance to win. Michelle Franz and ABC News. Got a busy weather day taking shape with a couple of systems impacting the area. One may produce a scattered shower or two as the day wears on. We'll see highs today. Upper 50s, low 60s. Winds are going to crank ahead of a strong cold front that arrives this evening. That temperature by 11 o'clock or so dropping into the upper 30s on a cold northwesterly wind. Upper 20s around to start the day on Sunday by the afternoon. Mix of sunny clouds. Temperatures upper 40s to low 50s. I'm WKYT Chief Meerogist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration has announced National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day on October 27th. Take-Back Day is something the DEA does every spring and fall. It gives Americans an actionable way to combat the rising opioid problem that's sweeping the nation by safely turning in expired, unused, or unwanted prescription pills. According to Centers for Disease Control, sales of prescription opioids in the U.S. nearly quadrupled in the last 15 years. Safely disposing of unwanted pills prevents them from falling into the wrong hands and feeding an epidemic that kills more Americans than car accidents. Avoid medications from becoming lost, stolen, or misplaced. Clean out your medicine cabinet or anywhere you keep unwanted pills and turn them in at a designated DEA drop-off on October 27th from 10 until 2 p.m. DEAtakeback.com says this year's event will include over 5,000 collection sites across the country. Enter your zip code at DEAtakeback.com to find the nearest site or call 800-882-9539. Alabama, live in concert. Friday, December 7th, Rupp Arena, a historic night in Lexington, Kentucky for one night only. Alabama, with Ricky Skaggs and the Kentucky Headhunters. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Presented by iHeartRadio. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Okay. One of the things that we invest in are real estate investment trusts. And, uh, you know, a real estate investment trust is a, is a stock. It's a publicly traded stock that actually invests in real estate. And the 
money that they make from the rents they use to pay the dividend. A senior living REIT boasting a nearly 6% yield, and that's the uh, subject of one of these articles that Philip has brought out. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, about a company uh, called uh, Ventos. <clears throat> um, they are a real estate investment trust. Uh, the real estate that they invest in, as you can tell from the, the article, is senior living, uh, but they also have uh, investments in medical office buildings and uh, research centers that you can find on a lot of university campuses. Uh, especially like a lot of uh, Ivy League schools, uh, so it's it goes on. It talks about uh, you know the the senior living industry uh, talks about how so just uh, just last month a New York Federal Reserve survey revealed that uh, the percentage of people over sixty who are ready to leave their jobs hit a new five year high with thirty one percent of those surveyed saying they expect to leave their job up from 19% a year before. Uh, so now you've got this, you know, retiree boom. Uh, you've, you've, you've got the baby boomers actually starting to reach uh, this acceptance in their brain that they're going to retire. Uh, that's kind of step one in the face. Well, uh, Ventos, they own more than 1,200 properties uh, focusing on senior living, uh, assisted living facilities, um, you know, all these are private pay, uh, you know, assisted care facilities, not the, uh, not the ones that like Medicaid pay for or anything like that. These, you know, where you get way later into the stages of life, right. these are the early stages, um, you know, where you still want to have that freedom to do what you want to do. Uh, the big thing, when you look at the industry, there was a huge build out of property. Uh, senior housing property uh, that actually caused a lot of pressure on the industry, similar to like the the insurance we insurance. were talking about. Yeah. Uh, to where there were more senior housing properties than there were seniors to house. And what you've seen, um, you know, it's, it states it in the article. Uh, just got to find it here. Yeah, uh, competitive pressure should ease because construction has slowed considerably. In fact, there were fewer groundbreakings on new senior housing units in the second quarter of this year than any time since 2012. Uh, total national construction starts in the quarter were at half the level of the peak in 2015. Yeah. So now you're starting to see, okay, the industry is, is realizing they built too much. Uh, so right. now almost like oil oil prices uh well now you're pumping too much oil so yep. then you know oil falls and now you're pumping too little oil and it, and it right. goes back to this marginal rate well and, remember when the big glut happened and everybody there was oil stored on tankers they couldn't offload it and oil was everywhere and we said you know there's always going to be an oil glut they worked their way through it in about six months mm -hmm. exactly you know it, it's you know, the industry shifts can happen very, very quickly. Right. Uh, you you look at, uh, like, a shipping industry or something. You know, that's one we we, we experienced firsthand. We saw it firsthand. Yep. Uh, container shipping. 
know, there was a glut in containers. Right. Well, they have a 13 to 15 year useful life. So uh, theoretically, one fifteenth of them go away every year. Right. You know, you've got X amount oversupply. Well, in one year, that oversupply could turn into an undersupply. Yep. Very, very quickly. And, you know, we actually witnessed that firsthand. Uh, same same thing in this scenario is now you're starting to see the amount of builds slowing down. But you're also seeing the acceleration of people coming in to the houses. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's it's going to happen like that, but you are starting to see some early signs of things. Yep. But the big thing as to why we, we look at this sector and, and, you know, what we like about this company, Ventos, is, so here we go. The company typically pays out 75 to 80% of its adjusted funds from operations, uh, which is a cash flow-like metric used by REITs. Um, basically, funds from operations is your net income with depreciation added back in. Right. Is the basis of the calculation um you know because we, we've had this discussion does does a property that's well maintained really depreciate uh it does if it becomes dormant um, yeah but a property that's being used it doesn't really depreciate so they're paying out 75 to 80 percent of their adjusted ffo uh and now they're actually on the lower end of that um in recent quarters, their leverage has been declining, meaning their debt, uh, suggesting that debt won't impede its ability to pay the dividend. Right there. That's why we like this sector. Right. It is, uh, you know, th that, that's why we like this company. It's strong balance sheet and a consistent track record of paying that dividend. Right. You know, now, what they've done, two things. So they've put time on the investor side, time to wait for whatever price you think it is should be at to be realized because you're getting a dividend to live on. It's also put time on their side, you know, because they they're lowering their leverage, they're they're keeping, they're retaining a good portion of their funds from operation. You know, it it, it always kind of makes us nervous when you're looking at a company that's paying out a hundred percent of everything, right? Because they don't have any safety net around. That. That's right. There, there's nothing. There's nothing for that money. You know, if you if you drop ten percent, well, now you're in trouble. That's right. Uh, you know, so they've actually put time on their side too for things to get better. They can take that money, pay down debt. They can, you know, that extra piece, uh, they could take it, put it in the coffers. They could take it and invest it and, yeah. you know, even grow the net even bigger. Uh, and that's, that's what they're doing. You know, all, all three of the above. Uh, but also when you look the, so the company, and so it says the company has struggled late with the stock falling from its 52 week high of 6572, uh, last november to a recent 55 25 which is 16 percent decline you know that's when okay you look at something you're like well they're still producing what they're producing they're still paying what they're paying there's a good safety net around it that's that's how we make an investment thesis right you know that's that's what we've done with this company yeah by the way uh 
I just got an email from uh, somebody um, who said that Dad said that if heaven involves ideal golf weather with blue skies and manicured grass and nothing else to do but play golf, then he did not want to go to heaven. If heaven is void of work, solving new and serious problems, struggles where you can lose but also you can win, where you cannot use your mind to outsmart the devil, to be nimble in skill and so on, then no thanks. He did not want to go there. I know of a doctor in Cincinnati who worked until he could not, who had a next-door neighbor retire at age 65. The neighbor was also a doctor. In retirement, the neighbor sat at home reading in his recliner, watching sports on TV, and died at the end of a a year of sedentary life. In other words, the one doctor kept on working and the other one quit, and you see the effect it had on him. That's not to say you can't stay active in retirement, but, you know. You know, there's plenty of people that retire and then they're actually busier than they were before they retired. Right. Because they volunteer here, there, and everywhere. Yep. And it turns into working three jobs instead of my my grandmother did that and I I, I still give her grief about it sometimes. I'm like, you know, you're, you're busier than you were before you you quit working right and but she she wouldn't have it any other way because she's doing what she wants to do it's on her terms yeah so it's always a good thing all right stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show with philip sexton it's news radio 630 wlap from work to kids to running errands you're always on the go to work the gym or running errands luckily getting the news is now voice activated hey alexa play news radio 630 wlap on iHeartRadio. hi this is tom dupree jr do you understand your retirement savings and investments do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal if you haven't thought about these things should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. I'm breaking rats in the bad side, above the low and the low one, above the low and the low one. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. This has been musically playing cover songs done by Tom Petty. And that was a pretty interesting slant that you took on there, Bo. Well, I mean, we've we've heard everything. We've heard uh, Tom Petty uh, cover James Brown. I did that in the first hour. Um, 
covered Fleetwood Mac oh well. I mean, man, just great knowledge of music that he had and a great understanding of the roots of rock and roll. Uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky, I'm walking. We started the first hour off with the Fats Domino Classic. So yeah. it's been fun this morning. It's good. All right, stock market outlook, lessons of the fall. You know, it seems like every – not every year in the fall, but this year – in October, we've had a, a rather turbulent market. Um, we had an 800-point down day. We had a 500-point up day. Uh, we had 300-point down days. What's going on? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of uh, move, a lot of volatility and movement. Um, based on outside forces uh you know you, you've seen some slowdown in in china in certain areas of their economy you've seen uh you know uh the news of uh what was it uh, uh munchen leaving uh davos you know things like well that. it was or, not, not it was davos, davos in the desert as they right. called it uh you know you've seen at dubai at dubai you've seen all these these fears of trade wars, uh, kind of, of moving the market. Uh, the funny thing is, is you're in the middle of the beginning of earnings season. Right. You know, and you're, you're, you're seeing company earnings still continue to rise and, and continue to meet or beat expectations with a lot of companies. Uh, Netflix earnings look great. You know, they, they, they actually had pretty strong earnings. The, the company was up. I use Netflix as a prime example here because you know, it was one of the high flyers, but the company was up, you know, after after market like eleven percent. Well, I think for the week it finished down. Yeah, it did. You know, it, it's you you're not getting any traction from fundamental analysis right now. You're getting more traction from what you think is going to happen to a, a company based on external forces yep non-capitalistic uh ideas yeah in in my in my opinion you know it, it, we we've been through trade spats before we've been we've been through everything that's happening now at one point in this country's history we have been through before and a lot of these companies have been through they understand yep. how to navigate the waters or they won't even be affected by it. Or they, or yes, very much like Netflix. <laughs> like Netflix, yeah. Uh, <coughs> you gonna put a tariff on some videos? Yeah, exactly. But what 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 you're seeing is a uh, a, a disconnect, um, which, if you've done your homework, should provide opportunity. Mm-hmm. over time you know if, if the disconnect becomes great enough then now you can go in and buy on fundamentals and eventually like we said you know you buy something that pays a good dividend and if one of two things you know you talk about well i don't need dividends right now well reinvest the things you know you, you if if you're getting paid seven percent or six percent and you're taking that and you're plowing it back in well, then let's say you, you took 6% and you plowed it back in annually for three years and the thing was flat in price. Yeah. Well, 
then let's you say, own more shares. You own more shares, paying more than six. Now you're getting more than that six percent right. original. That's dividend. right. And let's say <clears throat> then it's a good point. The market comes up, and you know, not the market. The market looks at the company that you're invested in and says, "Oh wow, you know that that company's worth something." And then yeah. they start buying it. Well, now you owned more shares than you did originally. Right. And it accelerates your 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 position. It's almost like a spring. It's like the more you coil it down and coil it down and coil it down and then when you release it, it takes off. Yeah. You know, that's why we don't mind volatility. We don't mind stocks not moving immediately upward. When, when we purchase, we, we actually don't want to see a stock move immediately. Exactly. Uh, because then it means you just really can't buy it anymore. Right. Uh, you know, we, we want to see that income stream continue to be the driving factor, continue to be, you know, the, the thing that, that keeps our, uh, keeps our clients sleeping at night you know yeah doesn't have them waking up in, in tremors and, and and things of that nature you know that that's what that's what we want to see mm-hmm. uh you know then that's so this uh article lessons of the fall you know it talks about the elections mm-hmm <clears throat> It says investors are betting on a split conference with Democrats possibly taking over the House. If Democrats were to gain both the House and the Senate, it might rattle the market, says Craig Hodges. Um, it says, since 1946, the S&P 500 has never declined in the 12 months following midterm elections. Citing research he's conducted, says Craig Hodges, moreover, the S&P 500 has seen an average fourth quarter return of 7.9% during midterm election years. That's pretty pretty big. That's that's it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I kind of understand that in a sense because it really doesn't matter who wins because they won based on a uh well really yeah they have they've won based on a popular vote in the area that they're in which means that the majority of people like their ideas better which means that confidence in them should be higher than confidence in what was in there previously Mm -hmm. which means that the confidence in the economy should grow. The confidence in the market should grow. It, it kind of makes sense when you really boil it down to just basic logic and, and philosophy, you know, because I've heard, well, this year's different because we've got Trump in there. Not, 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 no, not really, because ultimately you've got people voting for who they want in there. Uh-huh. You know, even if, let's say, the Democrats did take control. Well, that means that whoever voted bad for him, idea. it's a bad idea, but whoever voted for him, voted for him because they wanted him in there. Yeah. You know, more people voted for them than they voted for the other person. And that that's what I'm saying is that you, that's why you've seen that, you know, that fourth quarter returns because now they're like, well, yeah, I'll put more money in these things. But, you know, I, I 
I agree with you on the bad idea part, but I also see how that makes sense. You know, and and the biggest thing that we are concerned with <clears throat> is retirement security, as much predictability as it possible with the things that we own. We're trying to produce income for people, uh, which is done through a fairly detailed process of, of analyzing the stocks and bonds that we own that uh, throw off income. And we think it's a fairly unique approach because most approaches rely on growth to provide your income and if growth doesn't grow let's say in this quarter the volatility continues to be a problem uh, <clears throat> you get lower prices on your securities and you have to sell part of that security in order to raise your living expenses you got problems because now you're selling at a lower point in the market Whereas if you're growing your dividends over time, you can take your income from the dividends and uh, not exhaust your principal by having to dig into that. Exactly. It's I like to use the analogy of the, the apple tree. You, you go out and you, you pick an apple and you eat the apple and versus – the price of apples can go up and down during the year. Yeah. Price of apple trees. But you're eating the apple and the apple tree the the tree is sustained, which is the thing that produced the apple to begin with, versus chopping down the tree right to start a fire to cook a pig. Yeah. Now, the pig didn't the, the, the pig didn't make anything for for you to to have for the next year and now you chopped the apple tree down so yeah. now you don't have anything for the next year yeah unless the pig had piglets piglets well then yeah. you ain't got an apple tree to cook them with yeah that's right your apple tree's gone that that's the uh that's the analogy i like to use because you you want whatever your assets are to produce a sustainable living so if you're interested in learning more about this Give us a call at 859-233-0400 or um, send us an email at uh, info at deprefinancial.com. You can look at our website. And we appreciate you listening to today. We hope that we've been able to say something that might Gig your interest in, in talking to Dupree Financial Group about your retirement savings program. Appreciate you listening. We've been uh, here with Philip Sexton. It's been the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP.